0: Hey, Rockheads. It's that time of year again to come up with a good excuse to join me and Richard at NDC London. Fortunately, all you have to do is tell your boss the truth. You want to learn about the latest technology and hobnob with the likes of Scott Hanselman, Lily Dart, Eric Meyer, Scott Allen, John Skeet, Jesse Sternschuss, Troy Hunt, Damian Edwards, and many more. NDC London 2016 is a full-week event with pre-conference workshops on January 11th and 12th and the actual conference on January 13th through the 15th. So go to ndc-london.com right now, and we'll see you there.
1: .NET Rocks, episode 1221, with guest Corey Sanders. Recorded Wednesday, November 18th, 2015.
0: It's .NET ROCKS! Ross! Yeah!
2: Nice. That's a little better. Yeah. Wait.
0: We're in Stockholm at the well, Azure World Tour. And how are you, Richard? I am
2: very, very well, but having a great day in Stockholm. Leaving tomorrow. It's a crazy trip. We day trip Sweden. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <long did> <laughs> and you day tripped it too, Cory. I did. I did. Yeah. They're all nuts.
0: So, yeah, that was the voice of Corey Sanders, and he's going to be talking all about some new stuff that was just announced All today. sorts of stuff. All sorts of micro stuff. Nice. Boom. But until we get there, let's roll the music for Better Know a Framework. Roll it. All right, buddy, what do you got? Well, um, this is something that has been out for a couple of years, but it keeps getting better and better. Yep. It's Azure File Storage. Oh, okay. Uh. I'm very, I'm one of those old school guys that loves system.io. And I do a lot of stuff with just plain old files. And blobs are like this new weird thing to me. (laughs) You know, your world, I'm a caveman, right? So, um, if you go to tinyurl.com slash Azure file storage, this is sort of the de facto article on the topic. That everybody on MSDN forums points people to when they have questions about Azure file storage. Okay. So let me just give you a couple paragraphs here. File storage offers shared storage for applications using the standard SMB 2.1 or 3.0 protocol. Right. Microsoft Azure Virtual Machines and Cloud Services can share file data across application components via mounted shares. And on-premises applications can access file data in a share via the file storage API. Applications running in Azure virtual machines or cloud services can mount a file storage share to access file data just as a desktop app would mount a typical SMB share. Any number of Azure virtual machines or roles can mount and access the file storage share simultaneously. So, you know, there are some things to remember about SMB. It's not NTFS. Right. You know, and so while it's a step in the right direction for a lot of people to that magic, I just want to write my file... Wherever it, it is, and it'll yes, just exactly. work.
3: And it'll replicate, right? And it'll, replicate, right? High, and high it'll availability. replicate.
2: Yeah, and I can. Am look. I allowed to jump in now? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. You are completely unconstrained, Mr. Oh, Sanders. I, I have spent. <laughs> I want to <laughs> stay away from. I've i spent 24 that. hours with you, sir, and I have learned. Yeah, I <laughs> just go with the booyah. I've, <laughs> <laughs> booyah, indeed. It's all about the bring, booyah. We're
3: bringing booyah back, everybody. We're bringing it back. It's time.
0: All right. So in case you're one of those people that just wants a standard file I.O. thing, you can check it out, tinyurl.com slash Azure File Storage. And who's talking to us today, Richard?
2: Grabbed a comment off of show 1119, the one we did with one Scott Hunter, where we talked about Azure App Services, which I suspect we're going to be talking about a little more. Mm -hmm. And this comment comes from Kevin Mack, and not his first mug, I might point out, where he says... (laughs) Another great show, guys. Hearing more of the specifics about the app services offering is definitely exciting. The, the new directions that Microsoft continues to take platform as a service is definitely interesting. For me, I'm hoping that this can help people see the benefits of platform as a service. Sometimes I feel like platform as a service can be treated like some kind of dirty four-letter word by many of the devs I've worked with. Or it's that, that's what you use, use for proof of, of uh, concept, not actually for production but I personally found that it to be very easy to use and a cost-effective platform with a high amount of flexibility. There seems to be this stigma attached with abstracting away from the virtual machine that by doing so, you're starting an uphill fight to convince people that it's worthwhile. But hopefully offerings like this will show that there are pretty compelling benefits to use platform as a service over infrastructure as a service.
0: Yes. But Don't I'm get me I'm talking about you, Amazon.
2: Just saying. <laughs> and just talking about more of that today. <laughs> He goes on to say, don't get me wrong, infrastructure as a service definitely has its place, but there's a lot to be said for why platform as a surface can be a great fit.
0: Press the button, turn it up, and let it rip.
2: Let it rip. Another great show. Thanks again. You've made my compute a lot more interesting and informative. Thank you. And thank you, Kevin. You've been a listener for a long time. We sent you a, Mac a, while, a mug a while back. We're going to send you another. Yeah. And if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .NET or via any of the social media we post to. We put every show up on Google Plus and Facebook. And if we read a comment from you there, we'll send you a mug.
0: And, of course, you can tweet us anytime. I'm at Carl Franklin. He's at Rich Campbell. We love tweets. The more, the merrier. So, let me introduce formally your keynoter Ooh. today, Ooh. Yes. Corey Sanders. Wow. As Director of Program Management for Microsoft Azure, Corey is responsible for the engineering and business of compute in the Azure team. Mm. This includes... Win- oh, he's commenting. Mm. 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 He's color. On his, a, I mean, color I mean, on his own bio. Color on his own bio. Add,
3: of course you add color to your own yes. bio. Yes. yes. Mm. Mm. There, he yes. <laughs> there he is. There he is.
0: Compute and business of compute and engineering of compute. Uh, includes Windows VMs, Linux VMs, batch computing, and the compute technology supporting large Microsoft services like Bing and Office 365. Corey created and delivered the initial infrastructure as a service release on Azure.
2: The guy. You're the guy. He's the guy. You you. are the guy. guy.
0: Prior to Azure, Corey spent five years as a developer in the Windows serviceability team. In Windows serviceability, Corey's team owned networking, kernel and install technologies of all released versions of Windows. Trumpet Windsock. That's yes!
3: Yes. Uh, yes. I did own Windsock. That's right, actually. That's a long time that ago. That was a long time ago. I figured you were one a of long, those guys. Long time. I owned the registry, actually, for a while, too. That was also a Oh, that was a nice little yeah. jaunt through that's right. Psychos. USB and, and
2: Windows XP. It was, uh,
3: it was a blast. Yeah, yeah the good were...
2: old the good old days. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, long Dude, time that, ago. I mean, you talk, yeah, I mean, that's 15 years ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah. It's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. But uh, now
3: I'm Azure all, all the way through. Azure, Azure, all the way, Azure, all the way time.
2: through. Booyah.
3: Booyah indeed. <laughs> we, we got to get to a Baker's Dozen. Some that. That's we're going to do a Baker's, baker's the show Dozen of Booyahs over. Booyah. So the commenter
0: kind of implied that Azure is uh, really only infrastructure as a service I suppose maybe some of their things would be considered platform as
3: a service. But they
0: never really went down that road like yeah. Azure did, did mm-hmm.
3: they? Yeah. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about at least our approach with, with the, sort of the differences, we're sort of hopefully graying this line. Right? Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of variability between what you'd call sort of the infrastructure platform and the platform platform, yeah. uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if that wasn't confusing, it should have been. Um, <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your know, intent. With, with a couple glasses of wine, it was confusing <laughs> me, so it definitely was confusing to someone sober. Yeah. Um, I think uh, uh, that's and one of the cool things that we've got. Obviously, we started with platform in Azure. Uh, yeah. Platform as a service offering uh, uh, many years ago. Right? And yeah. now we've moved to infrastructure. Now we sort of have this full, uh, wide range of offerings. So we actually started with platform. If You actually, if, you if started you did, with platform? The original Azure platform was yeah. all cloud services. Well, oh, that's, rolling, so, rolling. Of course. that's, that's right. right. That's right. And then we came back and said, you know what? We're going to do some infrastructure. We want VMs, too. That's right. We want VMs, too. Right. Want yeah. VMs too. Yeah. And know, that's certainly fair.
2: The way we've used... Azure with the .NET Rock site is we put up a VM that was a copy of something that was running on premise for a know. long time, that's right. full of websites, we right? Call it was an flip and shift. Box. We call this flipping chips. We call this So we yeah. shifted that up, and then yeah. we've been peeling off the websites one at a time. We had into a SQL, two SQL Azure Server too, and SQL too over to SQL Azure, Tab service yeah. and SQL DB. Yeah, cool. That, that's just like that's the path. That's right. right? Yeah. You have to you have to start somewhere.
3: That's right. That's right. Yeah, and so this is where I think we felt like the. Um, there's a lot of applications where starting with infrastructure makes a lot of sense, Yeah, uh, and so having that full range it's, is great. But yeah, It's we, kind
2: of a safety.
3: Yeah, that's right. But the platform really is our bread and butter, and that's right. why I feel like with App Service, uh, with some of the other things we've got, uh, the container service, which we've announced, mm-hmm. uh, and then Service Fabric, which we actually went public preview today, um, mm-hmm. uh, those are just kind of just moving up the stack a little bit and sort of coming back to our platform as a service roots, if you will.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now I mentioned the Uh, app service with uh, Scott Hunter that we did back show 1119 yes but service fabric is a little bit more
3: yeah Different, yeah, yeah.
2: it's, uh, it's it, different. The name, and the naming gets a little messy at times. Yeah, yeah a lot we, of services. We, we should
0: disambiguate right. fabric because that word has been used in the Azure world a couple of times. That's right, for a and service
3: difference. has too, right? So
2: yes. we, yeah.
0: two,
3: we've chosen two of the most commonly used names, put them together to make a new product. That's so awesome. It's going to be really clear for people what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shall, shall I? Shall please. I take a, please? Please disambiguate. A this. This, I will disambiguate yeah. immediately. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I think the the way I would look at what we've done with Service Fabric, Service. Fabric is um, is a platform as a service offering, uh, but it's really geared towards uh, sort of what I like to call microservice based applications. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, what what, the, what you think about with something like Service Fabric is, uh, uh, as customers start to look at some applications today, you know, classic three tier applications. You've got sort of a front end, a middle tier business logic, yep. and a back end, right? Um, and the back end sort of the data tier and so Storm. on. Exactly, exactly. And and when you look at these types of applications. Uh, a lot of them were designed for sort of the old world of hardware agility, right? It took a long time to get hardware. Yep. It was sort of a, yep. a pain to get it set up and going. Um, and so what, what that meant is you actually, once you got the hardware, you used it fully, yeah, right? Sure. And so that means you took one of these tiers, your front end tier, and you jammed a lot into it. Yep. As, right? as much as possible. As much as you possibly could, right? What that resulted in is it meant actually the app itself was not agile. Right, it ended up meaning you wanted to change one bit of that app, you changed that whole tier. Yep. Right, And so you want to change just a little bit of your routing logic in the front end. Your whole front end has to get updated, likely taken down, likely
2: scheduled. Well, and so it's spread like, across multiple machines at this point too. So, right, so you're, now you're rolling through it, yeah. you're
3: organizing it, yeah. you're calling someone and saying, I need to do an update, because hey, if I take this machine down, 50% of our traffic goes down, because yep. I don't really scale out very well ow, either. Ow. And some so old, some old pain is ex- coming back. Exactly, oh. I remember oh. it, oh, I, feel I can feel that, right? And so you know this um, this model really it was it was the right model for the world we lived in, right um, as hardware has become very agile, right you get it. Like I was snapping, you can't hear, you I was yeah. snapped right yeah. there. Yeah. Get it at, at a now, at, Provisioning at,
2: hardware is now seconds. Is now it's now seconds crazy. versus weeks. Push right? the
3: button. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you <laughs> I, know, to I, take full I, advantage of exactly right. <laughs> to take full advantage of what, what sort of the, the cloud has offered, this new model of application development has really come to light. It's sort yeah. of this microservices model. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's really taking each one of those tiers and splitting them up into a set of sort of independent components.
2: Right. Right. There's no this is this happened when we first got virtual machines. Too, yes, virtual right? machines
3: started a little bit. Yeah, right. well, yeah.
2: you know we used to, because we had to pay for the hardware, We'd com- it was very hard to justify like a dedicated Active Directory server. Yes. Yeah. Right? That That's a lot of hardware for AD. That's right. So but you, the, jammed, a you jammed a bunch of stuff on it. You jammed a bunch of stuff on it, and then they interfered with each other, you know? That's right. Se- you know, SQL Server does not work and play well with others. That's right. Right? That's and right. That's right. So suddenly I'm making VMs like it's going out of style. Right. Right? I've got VMs on every host for AD, so I've got failover all over the place. Right. Every service ends up in its own VM. Of course, It's still product based, right? Right. It's it's not that granular. And those
3: services end up being still fairly big, right? Even AD itself is a fairly sizable guy. Yeah. I'm running
2: on like 2008 R2, 512 megs. Right. As a VM, which is small for a VM, small for a VM but compared still, to Exchange. Correct. But still, still yeah. exactly. So and so this, this
0: is taking it one step further. right? Yeah. So this trend of microservices is decomposing your apps, what might have been maybe at the DLL level, now are at the service level. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Jivalry was right. Everything's Every a service? DLL is a service. What did he say Every that? class is a service. Ten years
2: ago he said yeah, that? Yeah, ten years Something ago. Something shocking like that. Amazing, actually. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So is that um, but, your definition of microservice then? Because yeah, I mean, we've, the, the, we've heard I, a
3: few of them. I think what I'd probably say is that the, the way to look at it is independent um, independent, and basically single-function units of compute right. coming together to form an application. Right. right. And so it's important to differentiate this. There's microservices, which is really these independent little guys. Yeah. And then the application, which is the composition of all of them. Right. Right. And so and you so, needed a new thing at Azure to manage all of that exactly stuff without right. losing your mind. Exactly right. So now you've got all these hundreds, maybe even thousands uh, of these little units right they you each know individually the hair on the
2: back of my neck stands up when you oh, see those numbers that big dude oh no, it's right? fantastic It's this is, scary I'm, this
3: is the thing but i'm preparing it, myself for future old pain it's so
2: great
3: yeah in 10 years i'll be being like remember that microservice? thing? Microsoft? Yeah. Oh, yeah, i you know now, here's so. what we've got now yeah um it's uh, so, way
2: too bulky we need to go more granular right or yeah, less exactly.
3: maybe we go to mini services mini mini exactly yeah nano services if all that's next ultimately granular um actually i like that name i'm going to Pick it up. More hmm, wine, please. Booyah. <laughs> nano services gotten. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. So now you've got scale out of these of these micro or nano services. Right. Yeah. You've got you've got individual updates, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to manage these updates. You've got so to manage the to of these. And so suddenly you've you've got basically this entirely new set of management requirements to build a, a fully functioning application yeah. with all these little components.
2: And, and I'm presuming that at least every service has more than one instant run. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. So it's all redundant.
3: Right. Almost certainly, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and because you, some
0: services are relied on more than others. That's you right. Know, you find out where the bottlenecks are, That's you apply right. more juice to it, that y- Your service. front end,
3: maybe your routing technology needs more than perhaps the, the reading of the actual traffic, right? Right. right. Uh, and so you maybe need 100 of your routing actors or 100 of your routing front ends, and then you've got maybe 10 of the ones that are going to actually read it to pass it to your middle tier for your business line. So right. it turns
0: out to be economical as well. That's the goal, because you can now yeah.
3: place these more carefully uh, and, and sort of orchestrate them better across yeah. the hardware you've got, yeah, yeah. even when it's virtualized.
2: So at least right? two for reliability, but then more for scalability. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
3: Um, and so uh, what Service Fabric does is it, 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 it keeps track of all of these microservices. It, it keeps a strict versioning protocol between them. Uh, so it understands the version that every one of them is at. Uh, it manages rolling upgrades across them. Um, and uh, it actually can even do roll back. So for times that you maybe mess up, it will actually do a health integration and can actually automatically roll you back to previous versions. So you get into this idea no.
2: that you can maintain multiple packages of the same service exactly. as different versions and choose which ones you want to run. That's right. That's right. The, I mean, we went down this path with SOA where we were never Ooh. retiring old versions of Soa. You can say Correct. booyah every time I say SOA. It's sort of, it's sort of fair. Booyah, that's right. But this idea that I never retired an old version of a service, right? Because right. I never knew who, who was depending on it. That's right. right. I'm on this bus. The clients end in up updating independently. So now I've got a V1, a V2, a V3 of the same service. That's right.
3: And that's why this makes it so much more real because because it's got an application view versus just the individual service view, right. it actually knows the state of the whole being, yeah. right? And so it can actually handle that versioning discrepancy that you may have, right? right? Um, and so if you're using state as part of this, it will also make sure that the state changes and the schema changes are handled accordingly.
2: So, you know, the goals. Now this is code I once wrote, way back when, that when we were doing rolling updates to a website, it's like, okay, you're running on with the V2 shopping cart, yes. and then you get moved to a V3 service, and so it has to upgrade your SharpCut to V3, and then you're not allowed back that's right. on that's V2 right. machines anymore. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, so exactly. I mean, the 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 old way of doing this, you had to go write all this yourself. Yep. Right. And so uh, this new model, the goal is to make this just really. Brain you're going to manage that for so me.
2: That's the goal. Okay, you're my friend. That's right. So that's right. Uh, that's right.
3: Booyah. <laughs> Booyah and B. Your next question is, what does that cost? Yeah. I'm going to tell you nothing,
2: my friend. Uh, yeah, the right.
3: platform is actually gonna—it's completely free, built on just on top of the infrastructure.
2: So, but you—I mean, you're paying for your Azure services, but that's you're right. doing that anyway.
3: But remember that this platform
2: is going to be available on-prem or even in other clouds. Now that's really interesting. But. I, booyah on that one <laughs> so this is a literally a framework i can download it is a framework that you will be so
3: today the public preview yeah it's really geared towards azure right but we will be releasing the framework to be able to run anywhere
1: this portion of of.net rocks is brought to you by stackify our dev-centric friends at stackify have been awarded pc magazine's editor's choice for application performance management, stating the depth of application information provided by Stackify totally outshined the other products in this category. Because Stackify so successfully integrates errors, logs, and metrics into a core APM Plus tool, it's a must-have for .NET developers, which is why PC Magazine's Paul Farrell calls it one of the best infrastructure management services of 2015. Try Stackify now for free, and they'll ship you their coveted Developers Against Humanity card game. Just activate your account. Use the link bit.ly slash netrocks to build better apps faster and get your free game.
0: So I imagine there's a lot of telemetry data that you may or may not want to digest in raw form. I mean, how do you aggregate all that stuff together and make sense of it? That's
3: right, that's right, yeah. One of the biggest aspects of making sure that you've got a a healthy set of microservices is to make sure your monitoring's correct, Yeah. make sure you've got the right sort of partitioning information in there, sort of the which microservice am I, right? Which iteration am I? Um, And all of that is sort of, we've got some built-in docs that really walk you through the right way to think about monitoring. It's really important. Yeah. And it's actually true for really any distributed system. Right. But when you're thinking about microservices, it becomes really in your face that you need to think about this. And it's yeah. good, right? I think because you build it ahead of time. But you uh, can drown through. in that data, right? That's right. And you can come that and pull that right through. And it's deeply integrated with Visual Studio. Uh, so you can go into Visual Studio, file new, get a service fabric project. And then that routing of that diagnostics comes right through in your Visual Studio experience, so you can actually check it. You can run it locally and validate that things are going to be, be looking healthy. So that's for you.
0: really good for a single microservice. What if you want to look at the whole application? Yeah,
3: it all will route through that same sort of monitoring experience, really? right? So you can go look at it and sort of track it across that that whole. And you can get story. that
0: fifty thousand foot view as that's well. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, and so the nice thing that we we recently added as part of the release today is this new technology called the Service Fabric Explorer. And so when you spin up a Service service Fabric cluster, we create an endpoint for you, and this is working with the Visual Studio team, and and they're just fantastic sort of thinking through what is the developer experience here, right? Um, uh, And so it it actually exposes a website endpoint that allows you to monitor the health of all your nodes and the applications running on those nodes for, for your service type of cluster. Great. And it's, so you can click right in and see, oh, there's an upgrade going on. It's stuck on this node. I wonder what's happening, right? Then you can go dig in the logs of that specific node and try and actually figure out what may be the problem. How
0: long so. till we're on the bridge of the
3: enterprise? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going, right? That's right, that's right. As soon as we can do the teleporting, yeah. Uh, yeah. that will be tomorrow really... Could you imagine, I mean, how easy would these events be if we could tell... I've been thinking about this. Like, my next big thing is a teleporter. That's yeah. next That's got to
2: be... That's
3: got to be the said thing. said the
2: people who flew yesterday, they're oh, flying again tomorrow, and right? It's like nope.
3: nine hours just saved, right? HoloLens yeah. like, is going to do that, right? HoloLens yeah. will do <laughs> <work> that. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's the next version of HoloLens. All right, overheard on .NET Yeah, That's right, that's right. I revealed the secret. Corey
2: says. Corey said. Corey, so, is there a level of granularity between the app and the individual service? So I think I'd want to sort of bundle them up into these are all the data access layer stuff, this is all the business logic stuff. Oh, that's interesting.
3: There's not a grouping concept today right. uh, that allows you. It's basically app and then microservices. And then
2: services. Um,
3: what there is, though, is that we do have a new model uh, that we that we've sort of released as part of the early version and, and will be as part of the public preview today. It's called an actor model. Okay. And what this does is it actually... You know, one of the hard parts about microservices is thinking as a microservice, right. right? It's sort of hard to get into that mental model. And what the actor model does is it's sort of the object-oriented version of microservices. It's instead of, I've got a service that's going to listen to customer healthcare and I need to scale that, you instead say, I've got a customer as my actor. Right. And that now is going to define these external endpoints that are gonna to talk to other services and then that will scale as necessary. And so it's basically a new approach to how you think about microservices, where you actually think about the actor of the service versus the service itself. Right, and, and this is, is the
2: same actor we're talking we talk about the actor pattern of like correct. orleans and actdn That's exactly Net. right that's yeah. exactly right so okay. the, so the
3: orleans actor model very very similar mm-hmm. uh, and so what we've done with service fabric is we've taken that same concept and applied it to so,
2: the same so you're encouraging us to follow the actor pattern using when it makes sense and, yeah. and
3: and what we've found with the customers who have deployed on us um, and you know we've got a couple of great examples whether it be you know blinkbox or care otter for a healthcare yeah. site that you'll you know we'll 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 have sort of links on our on the site for the landing page um, they end up using a, a variety of different uh, different options sure. for their development model. Sometimes they're going to use actors. Sometimes they're going to use just the services, the reliable services, to go to go build their s- overall service and solution.
2: The other part of the conversation we've had around microservices has been, again, getting away from the SOA. It's like, hey, we recognize WS Star as an overkill. Like we're trying to. Lo- oh wait, I'm supposed to say booya when I say Ooh, SOA. Oh uh, booya. Yeah. So <laughs> a Booya. So, in other conversations we've had around microservices, one of the big things has been HTTPS as as the transport and REST as the protocol, just sort of because the others aren't needed. That's enough. That solves a lot of the the stuff you need. So, this is following that power. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, I think you can choose, uh, to a certain extent, you can sort of choose what yeah, if you, you want. St-
2: if you do want a different transport, which I can't imagine.
3: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is one of the important points and uh, that we've talked about is that's very important to think about when you're building microservices. Yep. To make them truly independent, they need fully formed contracts between them, right? And so you can't kind of, and this is one of the things that when you look at sort of the three-tier model, one of the things that actually made them really inflexible, right. really rigid is you just took assumptions, yeah. right? That guy's going to be on the same box as me. I'll write to this file on the sure, box. Sure, well, what could go wrong? That's right. Just just assume the file's there, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And I'll write to this file, and he'll read it. He needs the Windows Azure file service <laughs> system. I'm sorry. After you went through that sort of exciting that exciting sort of like, whoa, when you write the file, you just yeah, the yeah, yeah. and now I'm basically slamming what you just said before. Well, no, um, it's your product. I'm yeah. just exposing it. I actually it. love files, too, just to be clear.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, I think um, there's
0: a lot of our listeners who are still in fighting files. Yeah, that's right.
3: But,
2: you know, I think when you... It's you one of the get, whammies when you switch over to using uh, Azure websites. That's right. right. I mean, this yeah. is like I'm yeah. running an IIS and I'm pretty happy. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, I go to move this over. It's like, you just can't do that anymore. You it's, have to stop.
3: It's not, exactly. Oh. It's not a freebie, right? It's not a freebie model. Um, uh, you've really got to think through what you're... And, and this is important because... Um, uh, to get that scalability, right? If you're going to scale independently, if you're going to update independently, yes. if you don't have a fully formed contract between these entities, you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. And that's true anyway, right? That's not really a service fabric requirement. That's a microservice model That's, yeah, that's, this is about, that's a Sola model. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is really, this is an architectural model. Booyah,
2: SOA. Yeah. Um, Booyah.
3: Booyah <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Uh, uh,
2: bless you, Joe.
0: Fantastic! For you those listening at home, the wine just, just arrived. Round, the, round two, cheers, actually.
3: sir! Wine around here flows like wine. That's it's all. It I does flow yeah, like beautiful. wine. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Ah, cheers, good sir. This one's to you. Mm. I'm dripping red wine on my. Uh oh! On, on my pants. My, my keynote's done, so luckily I don't have to look yeah, good. Yeah, you don't anymore. have to be well-dressed anymore.
2: Well, Richard. Yeah, buddy. You
0: know what time it is uh, now? It
2: must be that happy time again. Yeah,
0: time to announce a new service that exposes the presidential candidate's promises by candidate. Guess what it's called? What's it called? Platform as a Service.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know what that requires? Booyah! booyah. <laughs> who's, actually, who's with me on this? Booyah! We're I, gonna bring it back. We're making it work. We're gonna make it work, everyone.
0: It's yeah. actually time to give away a Music to Code by Complete Collection to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. Music to Code by a set of twenty five minute Pomodoro sized, quiet and groovy instrumentals, specifically designed, scientifically designed, absolutely to promote focus. It will get you into a state of flow and keep you there. Net Rocks fans all over the world are being more productive with music to code by. Check out what the fuss is all about. Go to mtcb.pop.com.
2: Endorsed by the humanitarian toolbox. We used it all day working on already. That is so cool. Yep. Fills sounds up. Like, it sounds like
3: it's like New Age music. Like I no. uh,
2: based on the based on no, the description, this, it sounds like this dude does not like New Age music, no, so new he age, took y- you that. know what
0: you get when you play New Age music backwards?
2: New, new, age age new Age music, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So take that sort of funky style, Fantastic. but don't make the music the focus. Yeah, right. It's a it's background music. What it helps you do is concentrate. It's got a groove to it. Yeah, but so, right. there are what nine of them now. Nine of them. Yeah. So we we loaded. The, we we're in the garage working on this project for for the Red Cross. Yeah. And running the music in the background. And I tell you that the rate of check-ins goes up wow. when that music is playing. It's magic. No two ways about it. Wow. It makes a yeah. difference.
0: Every team should have it. All right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner, Richard, is Pater Jones. Congratulations, Pater. Pater Jones. Big hand for Pater.
2: We don't need a golf clap for Pater. We can really clap for (laughs) Pater. Golf cart clap. For those who are on the
3: call, there are 700 people around us. Yes. Watching the show. 700. 1,000. 700,000 people. Yes. So it's really, it's like a rip-roaring situation over oh, here. Oh, yeah. We're out of control. So what we did just
0: did is we gave away the Music to Code by Collection, a uh, big pile of awesome. And if you don't know what we're doing here, go to .netrocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button. It's red. Answer a few questions, and join the .net Rocks fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world, and every show we give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree. To one lucky member picked at random. I
2: noticed this is the last week of November, so it's coming real up. soon. Now real soon. we get to be Nigerian princes again. Yeah, because people don't believe when we give away the five thousand dollars. Oh, is that they right? They don't believe us. I yeah. send
0: a personal email, and
2: yeah, they're like, nope. you show
3: up at their door, yeah. knock, if knock, they, knock. If, yeah. if they don't respond, With the one of those, you bring one of those big checks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should really do that. <laughs> you do the big check thing. Uh, you should do the big
3: check. Yeah,
0: I man. Yeah. Is Ed McMahon still alive? Yeah, I don't think he is. No. <laughs> You, if guys, he is, he's you guys quiet. may scare
3: people with just the the, the facial hair attack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, one of the things we like to do is ask our guests if you had five thousand dollars to spend
3: on technology right now, what would you buy? And and this is the question for me. I'm, I'm, you? Like, I'm the guest right now. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't prepared for any any tough questions. That's How all many right. hololenses would that buy? One. Uh, one. Really? The, <laughs> well, the dev kit's three <laughs> grand.
2: Right? So, so one. Th- okay. So done. one and a two thirds. Okay. That's uh, in, and you're, you're not I, alone in choo- choosing the hollow kit.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, let's see here. Maybe how a many, how, R- many uh, how many Azure VMs could I buy with that? Because a, a, a lot, Holy
2: man, five thousand worth of Azure that's compute. Right.
3: But I, I only use the G series because only the top of the line for me. <laughs> Booyah <laughs> You like that one? You like that one? Only the G5. Only so, the G5. Right Booyah right now, for me. Magnus is in stitches right now. Yes, he's enjoying it. Well, the only eight, one. He's, he's the only one. one. He he thinks one. He thinks that's three, funny. three and now yeah. I am in. That's like the. That's like the. Okay, a few other people. I apologize. I didn't mean to insult the eight hundred other people that are watching our show live or drinking and talking. But I think Hagen. it's
2: a very powerful part of this whole conversation that you guys like
3: serious, real. But, but fast. running
2: on this fa- running on this fabric. Five grand is a lot of compute. It goes right. a long way. We don't spend no. a few hundred dollars no. a month. Like It's just not that much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's hard to spend a lot of money on Azure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, five grand goes Which a long way. Which is good for our
3: customers. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I hope you guys are, you know, I hope you're. Data centers are filling up with services, like people are using <laughs> these things. You're going to build more.
3: Faster than, faster than you could possibly imagine. Well, Absolutely. So I, I talked to um, several
0: of the customers here, Azure customers here, that are uh, vendors that are exhibiting products today. Yeah. And one of the questions I had for them was, what advice would you give to people who are looking to move to the cloud? And overwhelmingly, just do it is number one. Just start. You, don't have, to, yeah, right, you yeah. don't have to know everything right away. Yeah. Just start chipping away and putting things gradually there. You'll learn more. It's not like it's expensive because no. people have that model. Oh, I move to a data center. It's going to be expensive. Hardware. It's right. pay for use. That's right. Pay as you go.
3: Yep. And just
0: get stuff up there. That's and get right. Get going.
3: And it's, it's awesome because I think one of the things, and I talked a little bit about this in the keynote this morning. You know, one of the things that's so great about it is there's so many different ways to get in. Yeah. Right? There's so many different sort of uh, 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 gateway drugs, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, very legal and not dangerous for your, BizSpark, for your health. spark for example. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can go websites, app service, right? Yep. Like That's yeah. an easy one. I, it's so can, easy. Well, just websites are so much like IIS. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just go, right? A VM. I mean, yeah. you're just you're running something with Linux on-prem? Yeah. Just run in the cloud.
2: I, I You know, when Booyah. I throw my run as radio... Who yeah? When I throw my Run as Radio hat on, yeah. I talked about Exchange Online protection. There you go. Right, this is spam filtering yeah. for one dollar per month per mailbox. Like it's insanely cheap. That's right. And you're still running your exchange on prem. That's but right. And Azure backup a, is,
3: is insanely cheap too. Same thing. The same thing. Yeah. And site recovery. I mean, there's, there's like really all
2: these addictive drugs in the Azure stack. I know. Legal and not bad for your health. Let me just yeah. clarify this. It's good for you. No, <laughs> it's, really.
3: It's not. Yes, it's not bad for you. We're not. We're not trying to push drugs here. <laughs> nope. Um, but but if the, anyone is in the audience, please speak with me afterwards. on drugs. Yeah, that's that right. I, know, I appreciate what you said there. In
2: Sweden, so. I appreciate what you said near the top of the show here, which I think it seems to be a consistent pattern, which is anytime you build a platform as a service offering, yes. and this is one of them, it's got to be on-prem too. Yes. And for no other reason than testing. Yep. Right? Just say, yeah. I, I want to run this inside my, inside my firewall while we're tinkering with it before I ever talk about the cloud. Yeah, that's right. And it's a very interesting thought to think about a microservice infrastructure for an application, some of which is on-prem, and some of which is off. Like I could see, I'm just not comfortable with my data in the cloud, I'm going to keep it so that like, Part of my mid-tier is still on-prem, yep. but my front end is all out in the cloud where yeah. it scales like wildfire. That's right,
3: that's right. And um, absolutely, and, and, and you could even imagine perhaps, perhaps for risk mitigation, you could yep. do multiple regions. Yep. You could do multiple clouds mm-hmm. if you really wanted to. If, really enthousi- if you really, really, well, really I think
2: wanted to. That's the Netflix thing, right? That's they run on all the clouds. Uh,
3: I don't know if they do, actually.
2: I, I think they yeah. survive cloud outages, so they must be doing some voodoo behind that. monkey. Yeah, I
3: think... It's mostly just their use. Well, we don't need to get into uh, yeah. their
2: usage of the other guys. But well, when so. I think <laughs> about a hy-
0: when I think about a hybrid solution and talk to customers, probably the most common. Correct me if you guys have had different experiences, but is that we want our data in house because of yeah. you know the following, whatever it is, it might Whoa, be could have gone bad. It yeah. might be uh, you know that it's illegal for the data to leave the country. Yep, uh, it might be because of the company policy. That's right. Yeah, so something is, is holding you back. And this back. is
3: where you know I do think um, Azure Stack, which is this really fantastic product that I, I I was not asked to talk about on this show. Azure but Stack, I'm, but I'm going to because I want to. No, I want to hear uh, about Azure this. Stack. Uh, so
0: Does Azure it come Stack? with real maple syrup? It That's what I want to know.
3: Real <laughs> maple syrup and real butter. But man. you and you won't believe that it's real butter, but it is real butter. <laughs> um, that actually should be, like, we should approach that as, like, the Azure Stack Oh, brand. no. You, you, won't won't believe, believe, you won't believe. You won't it's believe it's real Azure. It's real Azure. <laughs> um, you can't, so I we got, like, a couple of things Azure. that are going to come out of here. You oh, can't yeah. believe it's not Azure. But you got to say it like Fabio. And then with a booyah at the end. With a booyah. Fabio. I can't nice. believe I can't it's Azure. It. So have, like, a billowing shirt right. with, like, hair, beautiful hair. <laughs> that's right. I would love Fabio's hair. Can I say that just for a moment? Just, like, imagine me with Fabio's hair. Hey, whatever buddy. Beautiful. Like, Thank you. Just so nice, but such such upkeep. Anyway. Yeah. What the hell um, are we talking about anyway? here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Azure Stack, we're
2: back. There's quite, bring it back to Azure there's Stack. There's got to be a okay. code name just somewhere, go. Fabio. There's something, Fabio. Uh, Something's Fabio. something got to be called Fabio. A pound sign or a hashtag Fabio. That's, yeah, uh, let's that's get it. that with this. Let's just uh, do the hashtag show. Fabio. Right. It's like booyah, uh, Fabio rocks. more hair. Can you call
3: this show Fabio Rocks <laughs> instead of. Uh, okay. Azure let's Stack. Let's bring it back, Azure Stack. You're gonna edit a ton of that out. Yeah. Um, I don't absolutely, not. We are. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, <It's> cold, so buddy. this is super cool, right? So it's, it's what we've done is we've taken effectively the top portions of the public Azure platform, right? Right, and so this we announced and talked about this at Ignite. Um, uh, the sort of the API and the portal experience, right? And so the ability to deploy virtual machines plus a bunch of PaaS services as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're bringing that into a, an on-prem deployment, a private cloud and our hosted cloud. And so we'll offer this, again, this sort of hybrid experience unlike anyone else, right? Where we'll offer not just sort of the pipe for connectivity, but you can actually deploy the same solutions that you deployed in public Azure in an on-prem, on-prem. environment wow. as well, right? And it's super exciting, right? And so, yeah. it, and it's not just going to be IaaS; it's going to be a, a set of the past services as well. Right. Well, um, that's what makes so it. I
2: it mean, it's one thing to have VMs that run on-prem and in the cloud. That's right. It's another thing when it's a platform service. That's, right. yeah. that's, so that's right. a much and, bigger
3: deal. And we do have plans to bring Service Fabric back there as well. And so this will be, again, that platform as a service offering that can then run in both places. And so suddenly you've got this, this opportunity, right, for sure. data locality, proximity, right, whatever yep. it may be, uh, just comfort, right? I think for all those reasons, we're seeing hybrid be very common. Dev tests in the cloud, bring it back on premises, deploying your private data center using Azure Stack, yeah. You've got the exact same experience, same portal, everything the same. I can't well, believe it, it. Rock and roll, man. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Azure.
2: I can't believe it is Azure. Uh, <laughs> booyah.
3: Booyah. booyah. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> uh, I I my customer is when I put on my again, the IT hat hmm. again. For was on the
3: on the phone, he put his head on his hand but, on his yeah. head.
2: But hybrid's not this hundred percent or nothing sort of thing. Like one of the issues I've dealt with is dealing with financial services organizations where they have, say, offices in Luxembourg. And Luxembourg has a law that says mail originated in Luxembourg must Mm -hmm. be stored in Luxembourg. And so while we're using Exchange Online and the mail servers are actually in Ireland, we maintain a copy of the Luxembourg mailboxes on a data center in Luxembourg to be compliant with the law. That's right. So Mm. many of the mailboxes for that organization only live in the Ireland data center. But the Luxembourg ones live in Luxembourg as well, yep. right? And I and I just started thinking about that from an app design perspective. Yeah, that to be compliant with certain regulations, I would perhaps have to have some piece of the computer, some piece of the storage, live in a particular country to be compliant with that country's laws. Yes, but most of it would be in the public cloud.
3: That's right, and this is exactly some of the scenarios that we see where you'd end up. Uh, you know, the other examples is that dev test production model. Yeah, well. Right?
2: The, testing in the cloud is simply better than testing on so your yeah. it It's so
3: efficient it's so
2: agile because testing goes up and goes down right of course yeah. and yeah. so that you know this i can buy power by the minute you know, power by the hour mindset that's right. of that's I'm right. going to I'm going to do this web test and I want to run it in ten minutes flat. That's right. I don't want to own that hardware. That's right. I just exactly. light up all the instances, run it, that's right. shut it down.
3: And we see that we see that on the on the uh, bursting side as well. Right, right. Being able to do sort of big performance, uh, uh, big compute type solutions, being able to burst in the cloud yeah. and take advantage of that. Uh, all these reasons, this, this hybrid story is here to stay. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it, it is really sort of a core part of the story, and we're so excited that we can do both. Right. And with, again, the key thing is not just the infrastructure, but also the platform. Sure. Right. Bringing those types of services in both places, you can write code once.
0: So, let's say I'm Nick Burns, your company's IT guy.
3: Yes. Move... And suppose now well I've done. got <laughs> the
0: microservices bug, and I've got a thousand microservices to manage, and yep. I've got, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 databases to manage if I'm lucky, only right. 20. And maybe I've got a hundred or so websites, and some have web jobs, and, and there's a whole pile of cloud services and stuff. Is there a psychiatrist that I
3: can go to? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your because psychiatrist? Is Service Fabric, my yeah. friend, that will help you through all your Hang troubles. All this stuff and, together. <laughs> I mean, the key thing here is because
0: I can see everything at once. Is well, that why? There's two
3: th- reasons, right? Yeah, yes, you'll be able to see everything. But also, the goal, at least with Service Fabric, is that you shouldn't care. Yeah. Right? yeah. The, the, the idea here is that you will still care about your infrastructure. Yeah. You will still have VMs that you will create, and you will still need to manage those. You will need to decide when to do patching of those. Yeah. But when you kick off patching, you just kind of sit back and watch. Yeah. And make sure it stays green. If it doesn't, yeah, you may need to look at some logs. But right. but the goal is that you're not touching it again. The goal
0: is that I shouldn't have to be Flip. scrolling through pages of services and looking for. You're not looking at event logs, logs anymore, right? Yeah.
3: You're you're actually clicking go, right? Yeah. And that's the whole point—the agility that 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 this allows, right? And then the same part of that is the impact. If something does go wrong. The impact is a single instance yeah. of a small part of your overall service. Sure. Yeah. Right? It
2: can, but it, I mean, it can still cripple your app and everything. Right? It depends. If you're missing an important presumably service, presumably
3: though, if you're if you're doing this as part of a rolling upgrade, right. with health involved, yeah. right, you've got fifteen front ends that are taking traffic. You're updating them. Yep. One goes down. You yeah, shouldn't even notice. Your app shouldn't even right. care. You It'll be it. red. You go. Oh, you go. Okay, I'll, I'll get to this tomorrow. That's really the world, right? right? I'll get to this when
0: I wake up in the morning. No problem. So a lot yeah. of that depends on good architecture, though, doesn't which, it? Which,
3: which actually is kind of the key point when you look at something like Service Fabric. Yeah. you do need to think ahead. You need to think about your app, right? This is not a lift and shift based solution. No, right? this right. is this architecting is, for which, the cloud
2: which, architecture. Exactly style, right. right. Which Even is if it's not running in the cloud.
3: Which is one of the differences I look at, sort of like app service. Versus what we're doing with Service Fabric. Right. Um, and, and they're really complementary. Uh, it's, it's actually really a fantastic world that we're living in. You know, with App Service, you take any .NET IIS app, right? You yep. take a Java app, you take a, a Node.js app, you just drop it in. Yep. And we'll take care of the infrastructure, right? But there's not a lot of rethinking you need to do. There's You, no. know, you kind of just play fantastic, right? Is, the there a,
0: is there a rule of dependency somewhere that says, you know, when I'm trying to draw the, the sandboxes around my services yes. and stuff, if... Service A depends on service B only, and service B only services service A, they should be part of the same service, right? In other words, I shouldn't split them out just for the sake of doing it if they all together make one service. The question that
3: always comes up to help decide that is, will you ever want to update one without, the other. without the, other. the other? Yeah, yeah that's it's a good. Really point. think through the life cycle.. It's all because that's really what the service fabric is doing. Yeah. It's creating independent life cycles. Yeah. And so will you scale it independently or will yeah. you update it independently? The answer is never. Yeah. Then they probably aren't separate microservices. They're probably one microservice,
2: yeah. right? But most but, of the time you've been grouping things together to make deployment easier. Yes. And to make hardware yep. utilization more yes. efficient. Boy, that's and so those true. things are irrelevant. And to, to not that's deal so with true. hardware provisioning.
3: Exactly yeah. right. This is the biggest thing Gotta here break is about that. the agility of the hardware. Yeah. That is what's changing things. It's yeah. not about IT being slow and developers being fast. No, yep. not at all. No. It is hardware's agile, right? And so you can get it at the drop of a hat or drop of a dime. Is drop, that, of what is drop of a pin? Drop of a pin. What is the saying? Oh, we're True. missing this. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to go I with drop. of a hat I think is okay. I'm I'm drop. Gonna... drop it with drop of a hat. Drop okay. of a hat.
1: Booyah. Booyah. Uh, so you can
3: get a drop of a hat. You can scale, right? And you can take it back immediately, yep. right? And so there's no mistakes around, oh, I overscaled. Oh, now we have sure. too much hardware well, we don't do
2: here's it. Here's this other mentality. You don't update anything. Like that's not what you do. That's right. You're going to roll out a new version of a service. Yeah. You just start lighting new instances of that service. Your one's still running. Yeah. Then you change no. the network configuration. Yeah. You start routing traffic to the new ones. No. Yeah. Maybe one at a time. Yeah. And if it starts barfing, you roll it back. Yeah. It barfing, you roll it back. Yeah. let me introduce is
0: super valuable and not yeah. something
3: people have done before. One,
0: one minute TTL, folks. Yeah. Oh. One minute TTL. <laughs> oh
3: oh. No no, no no no.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yes. think, oh
3: I I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that I was our
2: no 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 no.
0: Time to
3: live. Time to live. Gotcha
0: minutes yeah, so yeah, that it expires yeah. in the this 60 case
2: seconds. roll back is nothing to do with anything you do to the service it's about where you point the traffic yeah. that's right right your rollback is just go point to the old thing cuz you don't have to the old exactly. thing down yeah,
3: that's right. right and that's right. not until
2: everything's across and running well that's you start right. killing those old instances that's right, right? and that's, that's why, right. why i said the dns thing you know because yeah.
0: when it's when the time to live is an hour it's a, it's an you got to wait for an
3: hour for, for the for whole to, thing to move over yeah, and one minute exactly make it one minute you're yeah, at more agile. i finally understand it is maybe the wine i was trying to for the it's listener, uh, who is, the lack of the listener was yes. completely confused. That's, I see, I see. We at least that's right, can see right. each other. Nice. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I think that's, that's kind of you to act like it was the listeners that were confused. <laughs> yeah, versus right. me, let's throw them under the bus. <laughs> that's we're that's perfectly that's happy that's with you being confused. We don't want so the listener confused. Time, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm parched. I got to drink some more wine here. Absolutely. Well, please do that.
2: Now, that, I think this is the thing that we struck. This is gets back to this idea of. Your services are no longer pets, they're cattle. You shoot them all the time. That's right. right? It's just not that big a deal. Build a new one, shoot it, oh my move God. on.
3: This, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ever leaving the stage at this no. point. I feel so like the, the a... next
2: round of wine has arrived because that's the so beautiful just, thing. Just keep my mic on overnight. Yeah. You'll hear amazing things. Yeah, all things are possible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's think about microservice from a data storage context. Oh, okay. Okay, just because... I like what you've done here. No, no, but I think this is an interesting problem, right? Yeah. That, yeah, I've, I'm on a phone or I'm on a web browser. You know I mean? All of those things are relatively granular. I've got front-end services yep. that are picking up pieces and so forth. Yeah. But every... I still end up with this monolith that is where I store stuff. Yes. Back like, to the this, psychiatrist. This is not a microservice. Like, yeah. Or can it be? Yeah. I mean, how do you think that Absolutely. Way? And I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. It's as if you
3: know what Service Fabric can do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm smarter than I thought. Wow. I'm amazing. So Service Fabric has the ability to do stateful microservices. Okay. Right. And so what that actually does is... You know, when you look at the example that you gave, and, and uh, you know I wish I could show sort of the slide that I built because it's it really is sort of crystal clear. When you look at sort of the um, three-tier architecture, yep. front end, middle tier, back end, when you scale out the front end, you're suddenly, wow, I, I need to sort of aggregate that coming in, right? Yes. So now I gotta build a cache. So now yep. I gotta take a cache and I've gotta add that to my front end as I scale it out. The same thing happens with the data tier. When you're scaling out your data tier, not only do you have to think through this cache model, right, so you basically have things calling in, you can't have them figuring out where they're supposed to go. So now you sort of need a model that's like, how are you partitioning your data? You've gotta split your data up into multiple partitions. If you didn't plan ahead, Right. Now you've got to go break your data apart. Right. You've got to come with a partitioning model. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare to and take a monolithic data source and try and make it scale out. And guys yeah. like me, my back
0: end has been scaling out for years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know that requires? <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> so, from there... What Service Fabric <laughs> can do with stateful microservices, it actually puts the compute right next to the data. Right. Right. And so there is no concerns around this. How do I go handle when when my when my backend scales out? <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. Just how call do I, Richard my dad's way, way too easy. Wait, it's Richard just gotta, Simmons when you Sometimes you need I just him. gotta go with it. Sometimes <laughs> I just gotta go with it, embrace and move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What happens when my data tier scales out? It doesn't matter, because yeah. as part of this, you've defined your partition ahead of time, yep. your is right next to your, your storage, your, your data tier, yeah. and it's scaling with it, right? And so suddenly, this isn't a problem anymore. Hmm. And upgrade as well. Suddenly, your upgrade story, your compute with the, with the actual data that it's using, they're all next to each other. Right. And, and it's managed so by you, Service you Fabric. So
2: you update one, you update the storage at the same exactly. time. Exactly, so so the storage yeah. that's
3: used by that computer yes, and replicated twice. Mm-hmm. So Service Fabric takes care of replication of that data. It takes care of placement of that data. It's, it's, it's really, in some ways, frankly magical in the way it handles some of these things. Um, and so, very exciting uh, for the scenarios that make sense. And that's really kind of an important point. So, I can imagine, so I'm, you know, if my
0: job has been all of that hardware goo for so long, and now I'm asked to just sit back and push the buttons. Push the buttons. Push the buttons. That's right. Push the right button at the right time. That's right. Which is what life is all about. That's yeah. right. That's you know? right.
3: I mean, that's it's making things easier. Yep. It's all yep. about yep. buttons. That's right. So, that's right. you know, and
0: buttons and psychiatrists. Buttons and psychiatrists. And, and, you're, and, and backends. And well we yeah. know that. But oh, yeah. and your psychiatrist is service fabric. Service yeah. fabric.
2: Now I'm super comfortable with this state model as I'm composing a transaction. Yes. Right? You know, it's the buildup it's the state model. I'm loading stuff into the card. I'm finishing off the details, so forth. Then there's a finishing point. Mm-hmm. So and in theory, like now the the stateful piece, the relationship with the customer is ending, mm-hmm. right? We're wrapping up here. So now I pump to some kind of event hub or some kind of feed mm. that finalizes that before it dies? Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that the way you're thinking? I mean, you
3: could do that. One of the, we have seen Service Fabric be a very common integration source with things like IoT-based services, right. right? Where it actually would be the events coming in, but then you can actually use Service Fabric as your final storage point, right? right? So uh, services like SQL DB yeah. are actually built on top of Service
2: Fabric. Interesting.
3: Yeah, so so you take some of these data services that we've got, SQL DB, uh, Skype for Business, formerly yep. known as Link, uh, or Cortana, right? Yep. Uh, all of these are actually built and using service fabric for storage aspects of their platform.
2: Well, and the claim to fame of this whole model has always been, this is stuff that Microsoft's using internally for their own products. Exactly. So it's already been... Kicked around, that's right? right? It's dog already fooded. been dog fooded. That's right. You are just riding on the coattails of the, the ones that came before you. That's right. You.
0: you just go to the store and order a can of alpha. Yeah. that's right.
2: You're not pressing against the edges of it. That's right. Right. You're that's not right. the first to come through. That's that. right.
3: And um, so it's it's uh, it's really exciting. I do think it's worth spending a minute to talk about some of the scenarios that this makes sense. Sure, absolutely. One of the absolutely. things um, really important is, uh, and I, I push this a lot, sort of within the team and sort of outside with customers, you've got to find the right scenarios for this, right? This isn't, this doesn't solve everything.
2: No, and, right? I, and, and then one size fits all, mentality is insane, this, this is, is, why is we not have true.
3: We have app service and service fabric right. and sure. virtual machines yeah. and yeah. scale Cloud sets services. and batch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have all these different computing options to make sure that you're fitting the right model with this. And right, and so you know, App Service, fantastic for building websites, mobile apps, right? Huge scale, right? Yep. A big solutions, very easy to get started, and the infrastructure is completely taken care of for you. Service Fabric, you actually still are in control of the infrastructure. So you still manage that and you still make sure you're scaling. Yep. But we help you with it, with these updates and this sort of rolling capabilities with the mm. microservices and management of those updates. Mm. What the one way that I like to describe Service Fabric, uh, at least sort of one term, and um, I'm not sure if it's marketing friendly, but I don't really care, is sort of middleware on steroids. Okay. Right? In some ways, when you look at what Service Fabric does, it really is powerful as a middleware solution. Right. It ends up being sort of, in some ways, some of the middleware brains of your service. Right. right. And so you can imagine a world where you'd put an app service on top. You'd use Service Fabric as part of the microservice middleware, data storage in the back end, and then maybe you're using some sort of long-term storage. Maybe right. you're pumping it out to a data warehouse. Or yeah, you're CD pumping or it out Azure, to, or a data lake. to
0: a reporting server. Exactly. Or so
3: you can feel this. You can really see this sort of piping through your entire overall yeah. deployment model where all these pieces come together right, and really sort of make a compelling story uh, for you to deploy. But I wouldn't say, hey, you're building an a-, a website? Go use Service Fabric. No, I I probably would say, hey, you know, it's probably... Too much for you, right. right? Like, like app service is a fantastic product, right? And 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 absolutely sort of uh, where some of those. But services you might have implement. a
2: website that front ends on top of some services. You could. That re- would run against the fabric. You could. And then they might have a mobile component that also picks against those. Like you could. But it's this client diversity piece. That's right. That I think is becoming more and more important for how do I centralize stuff so that it all updates together? Yes. You know that all these different conduits That's don't right. have a large code base; it's independent of each other. Centralized
0: yet decentralized. Yeah, That's right. I think it's the probably the biggest takeaway I get from talking about this stuff is that our mindset has to change. That's right. And you know, so many things that we thought were the f- our job aren't. That's right. And but it, new our things job are. now, yeah, yeah, new things yeah, are. Yeah, we're not that's running right. out of job so, here. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, our job is to figure out how to decompose and how to put together little pieces and so that they all work together smartly. And then how to and, manage those
3: little pieces. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and that's a whole different talent than the
3: things that a lot exactly of us in right. IT know. Exactly. So I would never say take an app and lift and shift it into service fabric. Right. That's absolutely not designing for the if you cloud. do that, you will fail. Right. Yeah. It will not be fun. You will not you will leave and you will send me an email you like, yeah. I hate service fabric. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd rather not get those emails. It needs yeah. to be done uh, you know, over you you've got to think about it. And yeah. this is why in some scenarios Lift and shift into IaaS may actually be the right choice for you. Yeah. Right, like don't rearchitect it. But right also now. the first right. choice, right? Like, start yeah, there. That's where you start,
2: and then start thinking about what you want to do. And then next. think
3: about next, right? Yeah. And so based on the app, based on what you want, your business needs. Yeah. This is what I actually totally love about the Azure platform, and something that you know internally we really relish. You know, when I talk with Omar or Scott, yeah. And we talk about we sort of compare notes about our platform offering and so yeah. on. Um, uh, you know, we always make jokes around you know which one people like more and so. <laughs> you know. But it's really you know when we when we. Talk talk about it, they each serve such great benefits, and, and there's a little bit of overlap right at the edge, but most of the benefits are completely in their own space, mm, right? Yeah. Right? And and you know, when I talk with the guys who work App Service, and I talk, and obviously my team actually runs the IS side as well, you know, we, mm. we end up um, uh, offering just this full spectrum, and that's really one of the unique parts of Azure, and really Microsoft in general, right. is we offer this full spectrum. Like no one else offers that full sort of top end, you know, App Service is so unique. Yep. No yeah. one's got something like that. No, yeah. no. Service fabric, very unique. Yeah. Right? Well, and,
2: and I feel like it. it ex- pieces of it exist elsewhere because it's plumbing. Yes. Everybody builds pieces of, of course, this all the time. Of course. The fact that you've pulled it out as a service so as I don't have to build service,
3: it. full right, service, yeah. right. Built into the, the new portal experience, right,
2: get going quickly. So, I mean, here's one of my concerns. I'm making all these different microservices. I want them to be reliable so they have redundancy on them and so forth. How do I... I'm used to scaling websites in Azure. Yes. Right? And I've never used automated elasticity. When a big Saturday was coming up, we just lit more. Yeah. Because instances running that aren't busy are not expensive. Yeah. And if they got busy, they're already there. Things are good. Now there's
0: auto scale on. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And that's this, right.
2: Is what I, this is what I want to understand yeah. is now I have dozens or hundreds of little granular microservices. thousands. Yes. Go on. Don't make me provision all of those myself yeah. to scale as they're needed. Like, how do I automate that?
3: Yeah. And there is there is a fairly easy way to go automate them, especially if you're using the actor model. I mean, a lot of that is based on sort of the usage patterns of your right. app.
2: As they get used, they like more. Exactly.
3: Exactly. So it ends up actually enabling a lot of that auto scale. One of the things I will say, at this point in the public preview, one of the things that we haven't yet fully integrated is an integration with the infrastructure auto scale.
2: Right. So we can right. auto scale
3: the microservices on yeah. top. But if you run out of infrastructure space, this is something that we actually need to add.
2: Right. Uh, so, so I'll you, you a, be up front with one of our limitations. Sure. But, it's a, but it's a piece of code I could write easily. You could. Say, When and you do this threshold, light another and instance. And in
3: fact, one of the things that we'll do um, uh, as part of scale sets. So all this is going to run on scale sets, which is actually another thing that we announced. Scale sets. That's, just, I'm, like, that's I'm just a like throwing new things out yeah, here that that's you guys a new have word, never That's, that's a wonderful right there, new word you I'm You've just, just invented. getting comfortable with
2: booyah. I do, booyah. Scale And then you said scale sets. We
3: announced this last week. I Just every week something gets announced. It's unbelievable. So last week we announced Scale Sets as a new platform offering, effectively in Azure. It's it's uh, basically cattle VMs. Is the way to think of right. it. Right. And so you <laughs> sure. look at all these how other how many s- cows would you like? How <laughs> <Yeah>. many cows <laughs> would you like? Okay. And someday you may kill some. Yeah. Uh, and but so take okay. them back. Right. <laughs> um, and it's sort of immediately built in with with uh, with uh, auto scale. But the nice thing is, is you define oh, a single entity. It's a single VM, and this is what it looks like, and this is how I configure it. Yeah. Chef, Puppet, yeah. PowerShell, whatever. And then it, you don't have to go define, I want three, four, five, six, seven. It's a number. I yeah. want six of these. And that's a number in the yeah. template and it just goes. Right. As this builds on top of that, it can integrate with CPU based auto scale and suddenly you're like, great, I'm using these instances the autoscale will take care of it for you. Okay. So all of this is going to come together really, really great nice. in the and next so, year.
0: Yeah, so we this is a temporary problem. Yes. That's right. Yeah.
3: And so we'll have this with Service Fabric. The container service will also be mm-hmm. built on scale yeah, sets. So
0: if you're new so, to Azure, okay. by the time you
2: get yourself by the time up to time speed. You,
3: you, in fact, by yeah. the time you hear this show, yeah. this <laughs> may in fact be
2: ready <laughs> for we you already saw wow. okay. We haven't talked about containers at all. At all. No. Have we haven't had a show
3: on containers. We
2: have talked a little we about containers here and there. We need to talk more. We should do a show on containers. Absolutely. You guys are scared. Well, You're
3: supposed to be scared to have me back after we've this done yeah. We've done a couple. We've done a couple. I'm, o- but I'm also thinking about the relationship more.
2: between microservices and containers. is really interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is.
3: And so this is, yeah, absolutely. The, w- this is one of the things that we've talked about a lot inside the team of, like, you know, we have a container service that, w- that we're going to be releasing fairly soon. Right. Uh I don't want to reveal anything. Yeah, but, yeah. No, we've already, um, we knew uh, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and so it's built on Apache Mesos, right? It's fully open source. Yeah. Um, the difference between these two, I think, is is when I look at Service Fabric, it's a what I like to call a microservice-based application versus container service ends up managing containers. Right and it's awesome yeah. and powerful, but it doesn't have this concept of a single app. Right. Yep. Right. It's basically what I call disjoint containers. Sure. And that's kind of the difference between these two. Right. The container service is going to do a bunch of disjoint containers. They're unre- They can be unrelated. You yeah. need a There's
0: fabric to manage containers. all those containers. Next, the service comes in. Corey.
3: Right. Do you have such a fabric? And my answer to that <laughs> would be. Booyah! Booyah. <laughs> service Fabric is here. But they both have a lot of value, right? I think the container service brings in uh, uh, brings in sort of this disjoint, like, hey, maybe I want to have six of this app and five of that app. right? right? Yeah. And I want one thing to... Mon- so that's, we have that. Right? Right. That's going to be the container service. Yeah. But if I want to just have a single app model, that's going to be Service Fabric. And so they both have their place. Sure. And it again comes back to my point before, the, the breadth... Of this platform, and sometimes it's 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 even surprising to me.
2: Yeah, it's like oh, I'm building a lot of it. uh, (laughs) We've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, we got that.
3: You might need to hire a consultant, for example. (laughs) Where would
0: you find one? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This room is full of them. But there's one
3: around here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you'll find one somewhere.
0: Corey Sanders, thank you very much for enlightening us and making us laugh. And thank you guys
3: for letting me talk a lot. Yeah, dude. Booyah. 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 Hey everybody, Corey Sanders Give it up
1: And we'll you. see you
0: next time on DotNet Rocks <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time.